two weeks before the start of pitchers and catchers reporting, the Brewers did something we didn't think they'd do. They traded Corbin Burns. How about that? And the return, we'll talk about that. Opening day starter. And I think we have some money to spend now. All that more coming up next here in this edition of Locked on Brewers. You are Locked on Brewers. Your daily Milwaukee Brewers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yeah, just sitting around watching Badger basketball on a Thursday night. What else is there to do in Wisconsin, right? In the middle of winter. And, of course, the news breaks. There's been rumblings about this, that the Brewers were going to make a move, but it had finally happened. There was the talk a couple of weeks ago that maybe Mark Antanasio didn't want to trade Corbin Burns because he thought it would send a wrong message. <laughs> they did anyway. Hi, everybody. Chuck Freeman, Lockdown Brewers, part of Lockdown Podcast Network. We are your team every day. Good to have you along, all you everydayers joining me here on Lockdown Brewers, part of Lockdown Podcast Network. Get us on Google, Spotify, Apple, run all the major downloads. And, of course, our growing YouTube page. Go to YouTube, search Lockdown Brewers, um, and then hit the subscribe button, hit the bell. That'll alert you every time we drop an episode here on Lockdown Brewers. Chuck Freeman here, longtime sportscaster here in the state of Wisconsin. And number one, well, not the number one Brewers fan, but the Brewers are my favorite team. And I didn't like them seeing, I didn't like them trading Corbin Burns. I'll be honest, I didn't like it. And I know they weren't going to resign him. They were not going to resign him. And that's an old whole, you know, that anybody's followed my podcast, you know, I have a big time problem as all Brewers fans should with the setup of major league baseball. And this really sucks to be honest with you that we get something nice. So we got to trade him. Got to, you know, got to trade. This wasn't a problem in the seventies and eighties, but it's a problem obviously now these days in the last 25, 30 years, a player gets good on Milwaukee. You got to trade him. And a year ago today, we had Corbin Burns and Brandon Woodruff at the top of that rotation, and things look great. Who are they going to keep? Well, they might not keep either one because this is the way baseball is. Well, Brandon Woodruff, unfortunately, got hurt. Okay, he's no longer with the team. They obviously chose not to um, tender him. And now Corbin Burns was never going to be here long-term. Never was going to be here long-term because – as we know, Major League Baseball pitchers, the market is just so high. The market is just so high. And, you know, what he's going to command is something that the Brewers aren't going to do. And I get it. Fans right now are coming after Mark Antanasio, calling him names, calling him cheap. But this is this is the way it is, okay? Some of you were just glad to see Burns gone. Or I don't know if you're angry or what. Burns, for some reason... Always took the wrath of Brewers fans. I don't know why, but man, if Burns had a bad out, he can go pitch out nine, nine quality games in a row. But that tenth one, if he didn't come through, he gave out a two home run game and he put his team in an early four nothing hole. Fans were gonna rip on him. I can't wait the Burns leaves. I can't. Well, you know, you know, you fans out there who wanted Burns to leave, you got him to leave. I'm disappointed. I, I like Corbin. I thought, you know, a guy who's was always in the running for a Cy Young. Okay, I believe four out of the six years he was here, he finished the top 10 Cy Young. He won it one year, okay, 
homegrown pitchers just don't go on trees with the Milwaukee Brewers. Okay. In fact, we'll tell you about one who they ended up releasing a little bit later on here in the, in the, in the show, but yeah, I was not happy. Um, it leaves them with a, a significant gap at the top of the rotation. And Freddie Peralta is not ready to be a number one starter. I, I mean, not even not ready. He's just not a number one starter. Okay. Corbin Burns is Brandon Woodruff is they have the stuff. They have number one caliber starting pitcher because they've proven it. They've done it. And a guy at the top of the rotation who's going to come in there when you have a four game, three game, two game skid, you, you lose the first two games of a series, but you got Corbin going on a Wednesday. You got Woodruff going on a Wednesday on an afternoon. All right. You know, you're going to get some solid innings. How many times does that happen? Where Corbin or Woodruff, and now we don't have either one of them, and Corbin Burns dealt to the Baltimore Orioles. Corbin Burns, now he'll have a chance to win a ring at, with Baltimore. And again, always was a pleasure to deal with. I can tell you in the media, always a pleasure to deal with. And um, <sighs> underwhelming is how I used it earlier in the night on a on a YouTube short that I sent out on a on an instant reaction underwhelming on what they got back. When I heard Burns was traded, my first thought was sadness. And then I was, okay, from the Orioles, who do we get? Okay, who do we, who do we get? And then the names start rolling in. Joey Ortiz. D.L. Hall. Huh? Who do we get? Joey Ortiz and D.L. Hall. Okay. Ortiz, and then after further doing some research, because, again, these guys aren't exactly household names, uh, Ortiz, 65th-ranked prospect in Major League Baseball. Add him to the list of players who are in the top 100 that the Brewers have. And I guess we are in a rebuild. More on that later. So... Joey Ortiz, where is he going to play? Well, is he going to play shortstop? Can't because Willie Adamas is there. I guess he's playing third base. A guy who has the potential to hit for average in the league. Nice glove, good glove. Not a lot of pop, okay, which we want on our third baseman. But is probably going to compete and probably win the third base spot. Okay. Um, got some speed. I hope for better at third base. I did. I really did. But apparently this is the route they're going to go. You had Monasterio over there. Monasterio to me might be a better option at this point. Um, I didn't see a picture. Of, I don't know if you saw a picture of Ortiz on Twitter. Outside the frozen tundra at Lambeau Field, outside in the parking lot, um, visiting Lambeau. So he must be a Packer fan. That was taken, you know, long to like at, before a game or after a game at night or so it was. But um, so Ortiz will probably be slotted at third base. What about D.L. Hall? D.L. Hall is, uh, according to the conference call with the media tonight, Matt Arnold says D.L. Hall, he's going to talk to D.L. Hall and see whether he wants to be a starter or he's going to come out of the bullpen. Now, Hall had a nice year coming out. He had some big innings. He pitched in the postseason as well for the Orioles. Did okay out of the bullpen. Okay. And you never could have enough bullpen arms. Okay. 
he did a nice year last year. But I don't know. When I'm trading my guy who's a perennial Cy Young Award winner, excuse me for raising my voice here, a perennial Cy Young Award winner, I want some guys who are going to spin the wheel for me. Okay? Turn the key. Create a buzz. Get me excited about if I'm going to trade my number one starter, if I'm going to trade this guy, give me something I can sink my teeth into. Classic small market move right here. And I know a lot of fans are down on this too. And I don't want to come across as Mr. Negative, but come on. We can't get excited about, we. there's no way you can get excited about trading Corbin Burns. Not one person can say, well, God, I was so glad to get rid of Corbin Burns out of the top half. I mean, some of you guys who, you know, the knee-jerk reaction, think back to the wild card game and say might say that. But honestly, none of, us, none of us wanted to see Burns go. None of us. Was it the right thing for them to do? I thought they'd get more of a package deal back. All right, I can see that why they traded Burns. I can. I, I get it because you didn't want to do it, but you had to do it. I just thought this is the best that they could have done for a guy who's a quality of starter as Corbin, one of the top pitchers in the National League in Major League Baseball. That's that's his worth to you? That's what you could get? Now, if I'm the Orioles, man, if I'm an Oriole fan, I'm like, wow, I got we got our number, the number one starter. We got our guy. And what did we give up? Take him. Ortiz, take him. D.L. Hall, yeah, we liked him out of the bullpen, but we're getting burns. Take it all. The 34th pick in the first round in the amateur draft next year. Okay. I don't care about that. I mean, it's a it's a throw-in to me. I know it's a 34th pick. Because considering what some of these picks have gone, how the direction some of these picks have gone, I want established major league players. You know, we always got to look for these controllable guys, guys who are under control. So D.L. Hall, Joey Ortiz, and a pick for a guy who's one of the best pitchers in baseball. That's all we could do. Didn't get a handful of top prospects of the Orioles. You know, if we got their top two guys, and we're talking Corbin Burns here. There was no other, but nobody other team, no, no package the Dodgers were going to give you, no package the Boston Red Sox were going to give you that was better than this trade from the Orioles. I'm just blown away by that. Chuck Freeman here on Lockdown Brewers, part of Lockdown Podcast Network. We are your team every day. Uh, when we come back, who's the ace now? We got some money to spend. I don't know if Arnold's going to spend it, though. Or I should say Antanasio. If I read the tea leaves here, we got some money to spend now here in the offseason. We made a few moves. You should be spending some money, I think. All right? Made some moves. Hey, what? FanDuel. I know if I did that 15 extra million dollars, I'd take it down to FanDuel and put it on Christian McCaffrey to score that first touchdown on Super Bowl Sunday. You can do all this at FanDuel. Super Bowl Sunday, it's all about scoring the best seat in the house, grabbing some food, and, of course, placing some super bets, the prop bets. They have it all. They have the game, the over and under, and all that. But 
FanDuel, America's number one sports book, for the reason why they have all sorts of directions you can go to on making your place for the Super Bowl. College basketball is in full gear as well. Anything you want to go on in college basketball, they have it right there. NBA in full swing, NHL, whatever you want, it is right there. All the player props for the Super Bowl. There was a time where there's only a couple back in the day, but now with FanDuel, they have just anything you're looking for. But new customers, how about this? Join the day and get $200 in bonus bets. Your first bet is $5. You win it. If you win that first bet of $5 or more, well, what happens? You get $200 in bonus bets. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, to sign up today. FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Get in on all the action. Coming up a week from Sunday. And we're coming right back after this timeout here on Lockdown Brewers. What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland, for innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. Welcome back to Lockdown Brewers. Chuck Freeman, your host, Lockdown Brewers, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. We are your team every day. Get us on Google, Spotify, Apple. Thank you, everybody. All you guys are hanging with us here in the in the wintertime. You know, things could be slow at times, but, boy, we've had moves here in the last couple of weeks. Got ourselves the first baseman, Reese Hoskins. Now, I'm getting excited about this team for this season. We go ahead and trade our star pitcher and didn't get nothing, didn't get many things. I should say didn't get anything in return. That's the best way to put that. It didn't get anything in return that I thought was worthy of a, a pitcher like Corbin Burns. Um, so we are the number one podcast, Brewer podcast on the internet. Please go to Lockdown Brewers on YouTube. Search Lockdown Brewers. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the bell. We'll be there talking Brewers baseball. We're opening up Thursday, two weeks from today. Actually, two weeks from, I'm doing this late Thursday night, uh, two weeks from today. And the pitchers and catchers will roll in a little early as well. And we'll find out who the ace is. It sounds like Freddie Peralta, I would guess. Freddie's the ace. Freddie will be the opening day starter. How about that? Freddie moves himself from third to second to first. It's like you're the youngest child. Well, the middle brother leaves, you get his clothes. He leaves and then you get everybody's game, Game Boy, PlayStation. You get everything because the brothers have left, and now you're left with the top spot in the house. Freddie Peralta left with the top spot. What else are they going to turn to with the number one starter? They they're not spending any money for a top of the line starter. We know that. That's just never going to happen. That's never going to happen. So Freddie will be the opening day starter. Freddie will be the over everyday starter. So we got some money to spend now. $15 million off the books. I, I look at it as $15 million off the books. All right, Reese Hoskins, that, that took like $8 million of, that took about $8 million off. Well, let's see. Well, let's put it this way. Reese Hoskins is going to make $12 million. So $8 million 
spent uh, uh, off the books on the Hauser Tyrone Taylor move. That's what I want to say. Hauser Tyrone Taylor left in a trade who they got nothing in return to the Mets. That was dumping salary right there. So, okay. So we get Reese Hoskins for 12 million. I think it is 12 million for this year, at least. Okay. So I look at it 4 million and don't tell me Jackson Churio's part of this spending money on a guy who never has played an inning in major league baseball. Now, he may be a multiple-time MVP, but as of right now, we don't know anything about Jackson Churiel. So don't tell me we've upgraded the team already with, with guys, Matt Arnold. Um, let's 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 give this guy a little break here and let him work his way into Major League Baseball. You know, the million-dollar question is, is he's going to make the team? Yes, but when Matt Arnold's telling me, he was asked, well, you have $15 million to spend on the council, on the um, council, on the... <laughs> On the conference call tonight, uh, and he says, "Well, we've uh, we've added some big pieces. Churio, Miley, Miley's a big piece. Wait, Miley's a big piece. Churio could be a big piece, but I'm looking now. Hoskins is a big piece. Reese Hoskins, that's a big piece. So I look at it. Yeah, fifteen million dollars to spend right now. Don't be telling me that." You went out and spent all that money already on Reese Hoskins and Churio and Wade Miley. You already needed to upgrade that payroll. Okay, so I'm not counting that. You already that, that, that to me, you needed to sign those guys whether you whether or not you dropped Tyrone Taylor or you dropped uh Hauser and you didn't re-sign Woodruff. Okay, that's some more money saved right there. Okay. And now Corbin Burns. To me, you got a lot of money you saved here in the offseason. You're paying Reese $12 million. Churio, you should have banked that you were going to sell that, uh, make some money off. Uh, uh, you were going to have to pay that guy anyway. Budgeted money for that guy. So I look at it, you have money to spend. I don't want to hear Mark Matt Arnold telling me, well, we've already added some big pieces. We'll see. I don't want to hear that. You got some money to spend. Spend it. Third base. Not Joey Ortiz at third base. Give me a third baseman. Let's go out and make another move. Trade. Find somebody free agency. Let's bring a bat in here. Need another bat. Because last week my hopes were climbing with Reese Hoskins. I thought, oh, okay, Reese Hoskins. Now we're talking. You know, it's been a mediocre offseason. You get Reese Hoskins, and I'm thinking, Okay, now we're going. You got a bonafide ace at the top of your rotation. You filled in that first base spot. I still want them to fill in the third base spot, but okay. No longer do I feel like we're 21st best team in Major League Baseball anymore, according like to, to, to baseball, who was that, Bleacher Report, had the Brewers 21st in the power rankings. After signing Reese, I no longer felt that way. Now I feel we're back down there again. Our bullpen is going to be counted on so heavily. Starting rotation. Gosh, tell me we did not get weaker with the loss of Woodruff. Because that's how I look at it. The loss of Woodruff and now the loss of Burns. Two top guns. And I know we only had Woodruff half of the season last year. But, and he and he got injured. But, 
If they trade Burns and we had a healthy Woodruff, I guess I wouldn't feel as bad about trading Burns. Are we in a rebuild situation with the Milwaukee Brewers? If I'm Reese Hoskins and I'm, I just signed and I'm thinking, well, I wanted to contend. I want to come to the Brewers to pretend, contend. Yep. We just traded our number one Cy Young Award candidate, Corbin Burns. I just signed with these guys thinking we're going to contend, and we just traded our number one starter. Although I think that Reese, as I said in the podcast the other day, is looking to come to Milwaukee and up his numbers and test the free agent market next year. That's what he's doing, and I'm good with that, as I said. But still, he comes to Milwaukee. He said he wants to win. The guy's a winner. He's been with the Phillies. All right, he's about the Phillies. You know, they're spending money. You know, they're spending money. And, uh, you know, he he comes here thinking, all right, I want to come to Milwaukee because, you know, the division champs. So the division champs, the NL Central division champs have to trade their number one starter. Not for established major league bona fide talent, but for promise. Hope. So we always do. We trade our stars for hope and promise. And hope and promise in the name of Joey Ortiz and D.L. Hall. I hate to come on out here and be all negative about this. I do. Because I know Brewers, there's Brewers fans out there, certain Brewers fans. Somebody pointed this out on Twitter. There's a certain amount of you guys who, no matter what the Brewers do, whether it's Hoskins or whatever, are going to be just negative about the deal. And I get it. The Brewers have this way of not being able to get out of their own way sometimes. I get that. you know. But the Hoskins deal, I loved it. This one, I don't like what they got in return. I, I expect it more. So forgive me for being negative. I don't want to hear it. But if you are happy with what they got in return for a Cy Young Award winner, I guess part of my blame, obviously, Milwaukee Brewers, I, I, there wasn't wasn't a better package out there. They obviously love these two guys because you two scouts look at a player differently. The Brewers scout might have said, "Hey, you know the scouts, this Ortiz man, this guy can fill in at third base. He'll be great." And DL Hall, he has got a great upside. The Brewers scouts might have said, probably said to Arnold and Antanasio, "These are the two guys. We love these guys." Go make sure you get those guys part of the package. So for all the scouting reports, yeah, they didn't just do their due diligence on these guys. I know that. Or just not do their due diligence. Just okay, we'll take that guy. He's a 65th ranked prospect. We'll say, no, they do their they're 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 numbers guys, they're analytics guys, do the numbers on these guys. And they came up with these two. These are the two that they wanted. The Orioles probably said, okay, which guys do you, what guys do you interested? Give me a list of guys you're interested in my organization. And the Brewers probably said, well, Ortiz and Hall. And probably named other, and they probably said, sold and sold. And that's that. We'll come right back, Chuck Freeman, and find out how we're going to f- spend that $15 million. That's next. Here on Lockdown Brewers, part of Lockdown Podcast Network, we are your team every day. Welcome back. A couple of minutes left here, Lockdown Brewers. Brewers did. They did part ways with Ethan Small to make room on the 40-man roster for their players tonight. Um, Ethan Small, 2018 first-round pick. Looked to be graded out as a bullpen guy, I guess. DFA'd him. So Ethan Small, 
Dunzo, another first-round pick right down the toilet for the Milwaukee Brewers. Brewers, though, now, according to Baseball America, have seven of the top 100 prospects in Major League Baseball with their trade tonight. Okay, seven of the top 100 prospects. Ortiz did have a couple at-bats. I think he had 30 at-bats or so with the Orioles last year, batted 206. Had better numbers down at AAA. Is it Tidewater, is it? Um, their AAA team. Uh, he, he had some decent numbers. But I was reading a couple of Oriole blogs of this guy, and they all, some of the bloggers out there, thought that Ortiz was going to be traded in the offseason for a pitcher. So whoever the guy I read was right on. Said, yeah, well, you know, we have... We have depth at shortstop. We have depth in the infield. So Ortiz will probably be an offseason trade for a pitcher. And certainly was right. I don't think he expected them to get Cy Young candidate, Corbin Burns. If I'm an Oriole fan, I'm just doing cartwheels right now. Just got to be loving it. I'm just loving the fact that I have a number one starter like Corbin Burns, and I gave up practically nothing. Now, who knows? I'm just saying at first glance, I didn't like the move. Now, these guys might turn out to be great. I don't know, but that is my hunch, and that's what we do in the media. We speculate, make guess, make strong guesses, look at the situation, and I look at this, and the Freeman eye test says we did not get enough back. Well, that's going to do it for today. Next week, we'll expound more on that. Talk about the rotation. Unless there's a move made over the weekend, then we'll be right back here. So there you go, guys. Guys and ladies out there. D.L. Hall and Joey Ortiz and a draft pick next year for Corbin Burns. Man, quality starts. I loved Corbin pitching here. I still remember 2018 coming out of the bullpen. Let's not forget coming out of the bullpen, pitching some big innings out of that bullpen before he was a starter. Big, big innings. Struggled as a starter then in 2019. Got sent down, came back, got his stuff together, was a Cy Young Award winner in 2021. And the rest is history. Corbin Burns. Always will have a special place in Brewer history. My name is Chuck Freeman. Google, Spotify, Apple. That's where we download all our podcasts. Those are the major ones. We're on all the audio platforms out there because we're the number one podcast on the internet for the Milwaukee Brewers. And, but please go to YouTube, search locked on Brewers on YouTube, hit the subscribe button, hit the bell, and we'll be there for you. We'll be here next week, everybody. Hopefully we'll have some better news and maybe we'll upgrade this team with that $15 million that we got free. Now that Corbin Burns is no longer on the payroll. Chuck Freeman, locked on Brewers, part of the locked on podcast network. We are your team every day.